Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the song Inside and Out. This is your host, Blake Clayton, and uh, I have another half of the Harm Brothers with me tonight. It's Alex Salcedo. Alex, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Blake. Thanks for having me aboard. No problem. Hey, uh, you know, we we, uh, talked last time you were in Peoria. Um, We did an interview with um, you and, and Tom V., and it just didn't, it, the audio wasn't good enough. So I was like, we got to get Alex back on the show. So I, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Oh, yeah, man. No problem, man. It's great. Thank you. Well, um, the, the song that uh, I chose was uh, Sky Cracked of the Smile. And uh, we'll talk about that. But I wanted to kind of get a little bit of uh, background on you. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a, in a suburb of Los Angeles called Pico Rivera right there, kind of right next to Whittier, California, right next to the home of Richard Nixon, and uh, a little near the Long Beach area. Okay. So, and did you live there most of your life? Uh, yeah. I, I lived there till about, I'd say it was about 20, so I left around 2007, 2008. And how did you get into uh, playing music? Uh, well, a long time ago, when I was about... 11 or 12, I mean, I've always loved music, and I've always, like, wanted to sing and just be a part of things musical in some shape or form, but I got, uh, I got into music once we got, like, I got into, like, I got interested in the guitar around the age of 12, watching me, and I know it's probably a bit shameful to say in this day and age, but I saw a Dave Matthews Band video, and I really liked it, and looked like a lot of fun, and so uh, my dad bought me this cheap uh, yard sale nylon guitar, nylon string guitar, and uh, it kind of it kind of just snowballed from there. I just started learning a bunch of different uh, different songs and the, uh, annoying people with being loud and <laughs> in, in public, and it is just you know being an inconvenience, but still having a, a really fun time with it. So you know, so besides the Dave Matthews uh, video, what what other kind of music can kind of got you started? Uh, I was really into, I grew up on like, you know, the oldie station and the R&B station and, and, and you know, the, the classic rock station, even, you know, even like, I, not even knowing, like the band, like knowing the bands by name, they were just always kind of, it was always just like this eternal uh, iPod shuffle before iPod. So that was just, it was always just the radio. Uh, and eventually I got into like, I had a big Jamiroquai phase in middle school, which led to like REM and the Beatles and the uh, you know, Radiohead, and you know, you know, getting into more modern uh, people like you know uh, Ryan Adams when I was like 16, and that's where I kind of the whole idea of like, oh, I could I could get really serious at this. That's where that that all took hold uh, through really just listening to a lot of Ryan Adams. That kind of got me in, in the spirit of like, well, this guy is so. He's, just, he's like a machine, and he's just like a young kid, and he's just kind of, you know, crass young punk, and he's, it was cool, you know. I wanted to, like, I, you know, I wanted to be him and Dylan. I was, you know, that's where I started getting more serious about it once the high school era began. So, is that when you started writing songs, kind of in the high school? Yeah, like around that time. Like, I, I, uh, I had some really, I had some really dear friends back home, uh, John and Randy. They were they kind of. Some, you know, some older musician friends that I met, you know, when I was just kind of 
roaming around the streets of Whittier, and I was hanging out in this music shop a lot, and uh, we became friends, and, you know, they um, they put their money together and bought me this nice little tech and mini guitar, and they said, you know, you should start writing, you should start doing that. So, you know, that's when I started, uh, you know, practicing it, but, like, once, like, 15 or 16 rolled around, like, and I started, you know, getting into Dylan and, and Ryan Adams and other things, I was like, oh, I could I could get a little more serious with this, and... Uh, even then, like you know, trying to be serious at, at fifteen or sixteen, you know, it never really, uh, never, never pans out. I mean, you're going to do it because uh, you think. Uh, I mean, you might think you have the right to, and you might very well, very well, uh, very well, uh, much be that way. It just it's, it's inevitable, but it's never a pretty sight. <laughs> it's never a pretty thing to remember back when you were just a kid and you, you thought everything meant a lot more than what it is. Right, and. You know, when you uh, you and Ray got together and formed the Harm Brothers, you know, as a songwriter, did your did your songwriting start to take a different form, or were you always kind of in the same kind of form or genre? I guess you would say. Well, no, no actually, well, like uh, the, the Harm Brothers were already were already like running; they were already an up and running uh, outfit by the time I joined. Um, yeah, I think it had been going on for about a year, maybe a year and a half by then, by the time I, I met up with Ray. As for, like, I don't know, like, I'd always been in, I guess, in the vein of the singer-songwriter thing, but I'd had a lot of, I'd, I'd taken a lot of different uh, roads before, yeah, I'd trying to go for more, like, psychedelic indie rock, and then before that, there was more of a pop-punkist thing. There was, like, I was, I was in a pop-punk band for a little bit, I was kind of tooling around with that, that was kind of the high school, and then, like, post high school years. So there, there were, there were a lot of different uh, things I was trying out and, uh, nothing that was really working. Once I joined up with Ray, though, like, um, it, it, it helped me in a way where like, you could say a lot more with, with a lot less. Sure. Sure. I used to, I used to like writing like big, long rambling songs. You know, like if I ever feel like I, like I can, I will, even though I don't really like to do that anymore, but like, you know, being in this band helped me realize, like you know, less less can be more, and you know, it, it helped me to kind of cut the fat and cut the bullshit, and also, you know, it helped me to not take myself so so fucking seriously all the time. You know, I got help me it helped ease me out of that transition, uh, that phase of my life where uh, everything was so much bigger than than me. I mean, and you know, things I think those things are still a lot of things are still bigger than me, but you know. Uh, it's just realizing that you're 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 smaller than than what you thought, in, sure. a, in a helpful way. Sure. Not not in a way where you're putting yourself down, but you're just realizing, well, like this is not all about me. Uh, this is this is about sharing uh, these things with other people and like you know working with other people. Uh, so you know, even even now, I'm getting I'm still getting into that in that mindset. So you know, being in the Harm Brothers helped me out a lot with that. So um, for you, what is the most did- what is the most difficult thing for you as a songwriter? Really, to you know, not incorporate death into everything. I, <laughs> I'd imagine uh, that's kind of my big thing. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a, a, a part of life, and you know, it's something that it, it's affected me a lot. And uh, you know, but I, there's you know, some days I just wish that it, it didn't pop up. Sure. Um, but you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird to, to to figure out how I could do that without it. Um, because songs end too. Right. Like songs they don't they don't necessarily die, but they end. 
<laughs> they all reach an end too. So even then, there's like that old idea of like, okay, well, that's another thing that that ends. <laughs> right. Um, you know, even though it it remains with us, just like people do. Uh, I, yeah, but I wish uh, that's the, that's a very difficult thing. Uh, you know, because then again, you feel like you're just saying the same thing uh, over, but in a new in a new skin. And it, it, that in itself can be, you know, a, a fun challenge, but it's also exhausting. Uh, you know, I'd like to write a love song uh, more than once every five years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to I'd like to find a little tenderness again. So you know the the song that we that I we kind of agreed upon was talking uh, to to talk about tonight on the song is Sky Cracked a Smile. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where the inspiration came for that song? Okay, um, well uh, that song <clears throat> started about maybe two and a half years ago. It's 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 originally uh, it originally stems from the the fifty two week songwriters club that. Louis T and Tom V and Soda and all them started, and uh, the submission for that week was uh, Rainbows and Rugburns, uh, submitted by one Jeff Coleman of Sons of Jefferson, and uh, who I actually just uh, talked to today, and we're going to see him in a in a few weeks. But uh, his uh, his take on that was uh, he was referring to that honeymoon stage in relationships, to where it's all uh, rainbows and rugburns. <laughs> and you know it's all it's all smiles and giggles and um smiley face emojis with hearts for eyes you know every day stuff like that before time happens uh and you know changes all that but i was thinking about that and i put it all together and i was also i i also watched the um the big lebowski around that time and so a lot of this song is also inspired by, like, not only, like, I introduced this song as a love song. It's about a love so strong that it it makes death okay. Sure. And um, and a lot of, the, you know, which I think is a really cool thing for, for love to do, you know, to make, just to make it acceptable, you know, that you enjoy the time you had with this person and, uh, and just let it lie and let it be... Uh, but some of the visuals in my head for when I wrote the thing, or when I wrote the first, um, just the first verse, and then leading into the second, is visuals of that scene where uh, they're they're uh, releasing Donnie's ashes off a cliff. So you know, there's parts of like, and all that was left was, was in our clothes and in our eyes. It's the the wind <laughs> knocking Donnie's ashes all over them. At least that was that part that inspired it. But like, I I, I just twisted it to where it was about this. So, you know, it's not even a, from a husband's point of view or a wife's point of view. It's very interchangeable. It's very, uh, I guess, a, it's an asexual song, or I suppose. Or it's a unisexual song. You, you know, you can be anybody, and hopefully it'll affect you properly uh, if, if, you know, if you feel like it, it speaks to you. But, uh, there's you know, there's a lot of visuals from, from just from that scene, which I, I fucking love that, that whole scene. And, yeah, no, it's just about that. It was, my, it was also my attempt at making a song about death that was uplifting. Right. Which kind of harkens back talking about a few minutes ago, like at least just trying to you know make something positive out of it. So this you know it's my my positive death song. I was going to ask a, a question earlier because it kind of led into it, but you know uh, when you, when you're talking about you know death, do you believe there is a heaven and hell, or you know, and for you, where do you believe we go? I think it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think wherever we go, we won't even know, which is which is kind of comforting to me. 
I mean, that's that's just what I believe. I know there's a lot of, I know a lot of folks uh, on the road and on social media that probably don't share that same sentiment. But I think uh, it, it doesn't matter because even if we go there, we won't know. Sure. Kind of the, the way that I, I mean, it's the it's the the most comforting to me. I don't know. It just seems selfish to want anything else after this. If life was so sacred, then it would just be over after, you know, when it when it ends, because it would just be this one sacred thing. But so the the, the idea of an afterlife just kind of uh, just doesn't 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 resonate with me. Doesn't hit me the right way. Doesn't love me correctly. So you know, on this song. You know, when when you're when you both are you and Ray are both excellent writers. How do you guys come together? You know, when you're picking out songs to do or whatever. You know, how do, what's the process that you guys go through to kind of choose? Hey, you know, let's do this one or this one. I think the the way it's gone usually, like we at least for me, like I'll start I start how it goes for me. For me personally, uh, I will write alone a lot, and you know, I'll I'll feed off of a, a lot of what. What Ray is coming up with, because he, I think he he writes alone as well, and I think there's this period in time, a period of time where we're just kind of doing that, and you know we're still hanging out, but we're not really sharing songs. We're just kind of you know being people, being friends, um, and then you know eventually the time is right where like yeah you you feel like you've got something there, and then you know you'll we'll start sharing songs kind of coming out of our, our, our shells and just kind of like, okay, this is what I've been working on. Uh, you know, for him, it's a little different. He, you know, he's really great at coming up with things on the fly, just kind of working things out, you know, in the moment and, uh, you know, really fleshing out a song in a sitting, it, especially with people around. He just, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't care. I kind of, I'm kind of, I need some kind of privacy or some kind of at least confidence to, to do that. But, uh, you know he's got that, so he he can do that. And he, it it's really interesting, you know, listening to him uh, craft, you know, songs in the last few weeks. He's been working on some really uh, cool, interesting new things that we're uh, that we're putting together. I'm I'm trying to find my home in in those songs, just like he tries to find his home in in in, in our songs, in my songs. Um, so there's this point, you know, where we just kind of come together and we're actually, you know, sitting down and listening to what each other, you know, what the person has to say and has to sing about and whatever feels right, whatever feels like it could fly and like whatever sounds like we could work with it, you know, we'll just go with it. Um, and, I mean, to me, that's how the process goes. Sure. I hope, I hope this sounds better than I think it sounds. <laughs> it, no, it does. But, uh, you know, when did uh, you, now as a writer, do you write with the guitar or do you write using the banjo or a, another instrument? Um, I just kind of, I think there's some periods of time where I can't touch a guitar, but, you know, I'll gladly, uh, you know, strum the banjo or play a piano. And then like the same thing will happen for the banjo. Cause you know, you play it enough on the road. You just kind of want to put it down for sure. a minute and like noodle on the guitar. It's never, I don't know, like rarely do I play everything all at once. It's always kind of like a pick and choose. Like, Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tour around with you. Um, but I think, I don't know. It's also just, you know, singing in my head, just having a melody and like, you have like certain lines that just stick with you, and like every once in a while, they just kind of pop out like Tourette's, and uh, you'll you'll try to find a home for it somewhere. And you know, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes two years. Sure. Uh, and you know, it, it just 
those little things that linger. That's I think that's like the most important part. Just kind of like always fishing for those little things that that just linger about and those things that matter to you. And, you know, it's it's always just like a matter of like, like what do I have to talk about? Because um, I could keep talking about the same crap and the same issues, that, and, and I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I also don't. I want to not do other things. I want to, you know, want to feel other things and, and, and think about other things or at least or at least figure out a way to say all those old things in a new way that's that's fresh and, you know, I wouldn't say original. I don't know how original I could be, but, you know, just something sure. that I could sleep easy with. Sure. I could feel good about. You know, as you were talking earlier about how, you know, you, you write you write most of your stuff alone and, and you really have to come out of your shell when it's when the time is right. How do you know I mean, how do you how do you know when you think you've got a song where you want it? Is it just a feeling or like, okay, now I can present this to people? Or are you pretty you know, do you keep keep them to yourself pretty much until you feel that they're ready to to to, to for people to listen to? I think there's like a a certain level of like confidence, uh, like once like the song is finished and you like you like playing it more than once in a in a in a period of like three hours, like oh I got to play that again. I got like again with Ray, like he's been uh, coming up with these really awesome new songs and he'll just uh, you know pick a guitar, you know work on it, play the whole thing, and it's great. And then like about another half an hour later, just picks it up, got to play it again. Like that kind of passion uh, when that comes when you know. When you struck that, I think that's the point where you know that that's something that's like, that's like a whole thing. Like rather than those little p- parts that linger, you have this one whole uh, person of a song that's just with you, and it's like a new friend. It's a new part of you. It's a new part of your family. Uh, that's you know, and it, to me, that's when uh, it feels right. Because then you know, then I'm happy, and then I'm, I, I feel confident enough to be like, I think this this can relate to other people. I think Ray can relate to it. So you know, we've talked uh, about you know different podcasts, and we both we both have a, a love for Earwolf podcasts and, and comedy in general. Do you see? Hey, Nong man. Hey, Nong man. <laughs> I was, you, you beat me to it because I had it written down. I was ready to I was ready to find that perfect time, but you beat me to it. I've been ready for hours, my friend. I knew that I was going to come up. <laughs> but uh, for you, I mean, do you see any correlation between uh, comedy and music and, and what, what they have in common? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think we're not so much a brother or a sisterhood. We're both like a cousinhood in in, in, in the fact that we, you know, we all, we both hit the road a lot and you know, we're all up there uh, at the mercy of of drunk strangers, <laughs> uh, and you know, looking to work our way up into bigger and better rooms where people, where like-minded people, hopefully like to like the the things that you have to say, and like your ideas, and find them compelling, and you know, maybe want to come together in a bigger, nicer room and share those ideas, and go out into the world and share those ideas with other people, and you know, work your way up. I think. I think yeah, I think comedy and music go hand in hand in, in a lot of ways, and um, yeah, no, it's 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 inspired me a lot um, to to great extents. I think you know, and I think that they, there's songwriting and and comedy writing are are kind of the same process as well. I mean, you know, uh, you you have to work a bit out. You have to you have to find, like you said, not 
when those all those small parts become one, you know, one thing. You know, so there, 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 there is correlation in 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 just the writing st- style. Yeah, and you have the you know, with the song, you have the premise and the setup and the punchline, and like a lot of and a lot of like full on bits have you know that little refrain sometimes. Like some of my favorite comedy records have like kind of a recurring saying. Your favorite books have that recurring saying. Your favorite, you know, like they just they're all like one cohesive thing born out of little parts and you know so like yeah that's where comedy and music go hand in hand in my opinion so what makes you smile uh <laughs> well i did really a really good joke um a, a really good tasteless joke <laughs> will make me, uh, you know kid things like farts and and uh and boogers you know stuff like that uh it makes me smile. A good burrito makes me smile. Uh, good burrito dropped off by a pretty girl makes me smile. There you that's go. Good, that's always, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. That's Paul James makes me smile. I've been, I've been, I've been getting into him a lot. Actually, uh, him and uh, Jonathan Richmond. I, I've been listening to Jonathan Richmond since June, and uh, that that that's helped me out a lot. Through it's it's, it's really odd because he's very eccentric and very like out there, but also very smart and aware and like, just, I don't know, kind of this weird, like kind of punk rock that I, that I've never seen before. So like, actually, so he's, he's made me smile a good, a good deal. You know, I've had, I've had several uh, occasions where I've smiled this year. That's you know, good. little thing. And the final question is what kind of advice would you give uh, uh, an inspiring songwriter? Don't take yourself too seriously. It's just a ride. And <laughs> no one to leave the party. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Well, Alex, thank you very much for, you know, sharing uh, your friendship and sharing the music. Uh, I, I always, whenever I hear Hang On Man, you're, you're the first person I think of. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I hope I didn't... Uh, I don't know. I hope I didn't stutter and stammer and mumble too much through. No, this is. Thing. It was. Okay. It was awesome. All right, man. Thank you. And uh, hey, young man, back to you. Thanks again for having me, my friend. Hey, no problem. And here is Sky Cracked a Smile.
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.